everyone, this is Deborah Rodriguez and welcome to my podcast once again. We are entering into week two of Dismantling Divination. If you already listened to week one, we already know we were talking about New Age thinking versus <clears throat> versus Kingdom uh, thinking, okay? So this that is very important. So if you have not listened to that episode, make sure you go back and listen to that podcast uh, streaming. Okay, so this uh, week we are getting into divination versus the voice of God. I'm going to teach you guys how to dismantle and understand both um, uh, how to see and recognize divination in your life, in the church, um, around you, in your atmosphere, everywhere. I'm going to teach you how to dismantle it and understand it, recognize it, understand uh, what is the voice of God and what is not the voice of God, and um, how to really uh, discern it for your own life and to really help you um, even to get back on the right track uh, in your life and in that area. Okay, so um, <clears throat> as we get into this, before we get into this, I really want to pray uh, because this um, week two is so important. It's so important to uh, churches. If you are a church, if you are, uh, I mean, I mean, a part of the church, you know, if you're a Christian, if you are an apostle, if you are in a prophet, uh, if pastor leaders, especially, uh, in the church, this week is so important because this is, this is running rampant, uh, around in the church, in a systematic church all over the world. Uh, even other countries, um, this is running rampant. The spirit of divination is running rampant, and so many people are not able to discern it. And we are being manipulated uh, in w- with this uh, because it's not it has not been been uh, dismantled. Uh, people are not uh, really exposing it the way it should be exposed, and we don't recognize it because we are not um, looking for it. And so many of the elect are very confused. So many uh, ministers, theologi- uh, theo- theologians, all these people are really um confused to the spirit that is coming within the church uh they are not um aware that it is being it is um using them as a form to manipulate uh uh, the church and the congregation they are not aware so i want to really talk about this to be able to um shine light in this area and to really give so much i want to give so much um a content and um just uh um the the bible and i'm going to pray um and if this is you if you are a person that is uh, you know because i know i have uh some uh people that are actually they do witchcraft for a living i know you are on this podcast as well this podcast was welcome to anyone uh wanting to know and dismantle uh what this is and even if you're trying to uh, turn away from this specific lifestyle and you want to come into a new thinking and a new way and a new way in christ especially if you've already given your life to christ um in prior episodes and that you're you're uh you're in witchcraft you feel like they're there you know you can't get out of witchcraft you can't get out of this you don't know how uh so i want to welcome you to this podcast uh for october because i'm going to uh really dismantle this uh the spirit that is going around that people are not aware to see and i'm going to teach you how to combat it in your own life uh, to really be able to move in the fullness of god and your giftings uh in god and not have it be hindered by this specific 
uh, spirit okay so before I get into this I want to go ahead and pray dear Heavenly Father I thank you I come to you God thank you for all you are doing I thank you for who you are Uh, Thank you for the listeners that are listening on this podcast, for learning, uh, getting them to just um, uh, really be able to see and, and, and know the truth. Uh, and the and the truth and the the scares and the different things that uh, that are not being taught uh, to them. I'm glad that they were able to make it to this podcast to be able to learn and see and discern, uh, so that they are able to um, see this in their own ministries and recognize it when it is presented to them. Um, um, God, I just pray that you uh, decrease me, God, so that you can increase. Um, and on this podcast, God, in their lives, in my life, etc. Lord, let us all pray this prayer to be able to um to be able to move forward in you and make sure that we are uh moving forward and um not glorifying ourselves in this process, God. So God, I thank you so much for what you are doing in our lives. I thank you for being here. I thank you for um, gracing us in this time and preparing us for what you have for us in this time. In Jesus' name, we give you all honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, so we're going to get into it. First, we're going to um, go ahead... And so I want to I want to go ahead and say uh, so basically is uh, we're going to start off with make beware of false prophets or divinators okay so beware of false prophets and divinators this is a very this is this is important false prophets false prophets are divinators if you didn't know that's what a false prophet a prophet is these these are these are divinators. Okay, so these people are speaking, but and and claiming to be God or claiming to be a voice, and they are not speaking from the voice of God, but they are they are um, looking or seeming like they are speaking from the voice of God. All right, so I am reading from uh, from um, Deuteronomy. I remember this verse, uh, Deuteronomy, um, uh, chapter one, verse 18 through 22. Okay. So this is what I am reading, um, in right now. All right. So it says, um, I will, I will raise up for them a prophet like you among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words, that he shall speak in my name, I will myself require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of him. So this is so important, you guys. This is important because um, 
so many people so many pastors divinators tarot card readers they all speak in the voice of um of you know their own voice you know people oh well this person is we're gonna curse this person real quick we're gonna do this the bible says you don't be afraid of those people because those people don't um they don't they're not speaking from God's voice. They're speaking for their own voice, their own ideas, false visions and dreams. And this is what it this is what it says about these specific individuals. It says that of any person that speaks out of the word of God, not from the word of God, they shall surely die. If you are see, people don't realize the danger of the pro, of prophetic prophetic i also wanted to go ahead and talk about that because i'm getting into that into chapter two to really talk about the, the prophetic prophetic is is the psychics and divinators also use the word prophetic please be aware please be aware this is the same gift this is the same specific gift this this these are not used they're not used uh for the same god but this is the same they use prophetic you'll hear these people in uh, psychic readings they they use the word prophetic this is what they say they use the same terminology and i'll get into that because this is why you're very confused when you see it and you think this is god because they're using the same terminology but you have to be aware because it is not all right and it says these people will die if you're speaking to someone and you're trying to tell them and, and tell them something to alter their life and you know this is not coming from god woe to you saying thus says the lord so many people say say thus says the lord and they are working through a spirit of divination they can see your life they can see everything but they are not working and moving in the spirit of god because they have allowed their own flesh money and earthly desires to get in the way a true prophet knows not to speak. A person that is walking, just because you have a prophetic gift and you having some dreams don't mean God telling you to speak. It doesn't mean God's telling you to go lay your hand on somebody and speak on their life. Because if you're speaking on their life and that is not what God is saying, you are being, bringing judgment. You are causing depth to come into your life. This is why I always say, woe to these, to these tarot card readers that you're going to and you're paying money to go to. And they're telling you about your life. That is not the truth. Because if something that they are saying does not happen, they have judgment on their life. They're saying that this person that you don't like is going to die in 30 days and that person don't die and God spared that person. Guess who's getting the judgment? That person that told you that word and you for believing that word. So be careful when you try to deal in in witchcraft and play around in in the prophetic world and the prophetic. That is not something to play with. One thing about me is I do not speak if God does not tell me to speak, if God tells me to prophesy or, or pray over somebody, I might pray over somebody. If he's, if God tells me not to speak yet about it, I don't speak yet. I've had words and, and visions that God has told me regarding people and I would see it and I would say, I cannot speak of that. And they would ask, well, what? I said, I cannot speak of that. Because it is it, God has trusted me with something that if I speak in the wrong time, What's going to happen is it is going to alter and mess up something that is not to. I am not supposed to say that because that that can be a warning to them. Some things that God tells me to say to people are a warning. And I'm telling them if this happens, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. 
you're not gonna you're not gonna hear me saying something that if I don't know and it's not a thus says the Lord, I don't have to say a thus says the Lord for it not for it to be God. You're gonna I'm gonna know it's going to when when a when a person this is important when a prophecy and there's when somebody gives you a word because a a, a, a divinator can speak as well. They will speak in the name of God. They will speak, and and but they're, they're, you're going to get half of what they spoke. You're not going to get the full thing. It's gonna, it's going to switch. It's not going to be the same thing. It's going to be half the truth, and it's gonna, it's gonna have you going in a loop, because it's not really the the truth. It's just a, they can only see a part of what it is. When a prophet speaks to something to to that's going to fall to the ground, it's going to fall to the ground. They're not going to have to do all these candles and and wick stuff and all this stuff and and flip a card and you got to pay them for it to happen. It's going to happen. They don't need to do all of that stuff. It says when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. It is a word that the Lord has not spoken. There are some things in the spirit that God will change, but when God changes something, he comes into he comes and reveals to you that it's going to change. But so many of us we want to roll out there and say, you know, we're a prophet. We can go ahead and it's time to pray. You everybody has the, the gift of the gift of prophecy is one of the most common prophecies in the in the in the uh spiritual gifts. It's similar to tongues. You have many people have the gift of tongues, the gift of uh interpretation dreams interpretation. You have the gift of celibacy, you have the gift of prophecy. We have all these word of knowledge, we have all these different gifts. Uh prophecy is something that is common. It is something that is common in the in the uh, in the spiritual gifts. So, being in an office of a prophet is completely different from from um, being having the prophetic. We all have dreams. Everybody can have dreams, and we can see dreams and different things. And just because you're um, you're 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 having dreams in something yeah god might tell you to warn somebody but you have to know the difference if god is is calling you to go to a nation and speak in the name of him that's different so it says that god is bringing judgment to these type of people that are speaking and altering and and trying to tell people uh this is going to happen and all this astrology and all this stuff that didn't happen i remember someone telling me that i should uh and when i was in high school that 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 telling me all my zodiac signs and telling me that i was gonna uh that uh, aquarius was my match and just all of this bull and i remember not even realizing it at the time i ended up dating three aquarius guys after getting out the the whole thing this was right after subscribe unsubscribing for and and none of none of it worked out they were all distractions back literally back to back there was one guy the next guy the next guy and i looked i said oh these were realized this is then someone another astrologist uh, girl that was in astrology came in my life and say oh you know maybe you should maybe you should um maybe you should date a gemini your relationships aren't working out and see this was just me listening but oh maybe you should date and i said no the 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 uh you it, it don't change why is it changing if this is so much supposed to be of God, why are the why are the zodiac signs changing all of a sudden? And all of a sudden, 
uh, uh, you know, Leos are, are, are getting pushed down to, to Virgos, it, it, it shouldn't change. It shouldn't change if it's accurate. So why is it always changing? This we have to ask ourselves. It doesn't change. God's word is firm. God's word is going to come to pass regardless. It's not going to have to do all this stuff for it to come to pass. You're not going to have to skip and jump over a hoop to try to make somebody. You know, you, if, if God says that this is the person for you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now, there is a, there is a situation where um, when I talked about in another podcast, I talked about God's promise and God uh, then the premise wheel. God will give you a promise and sometimes you get you distract yourself and you you distract yourself away the promise from the promise the other person does too and it turns into something it uh it changes because it doesn't it doesn't work out because you didn't choose that there's there's different things that that happens as, as well but if somebody tells you what's it what's gonna happen it, it it's gonna happen you don't have to go and, and pay on the and put your name on the altar Put your name on a piece of paper with a string. You don't got to do all of that because it's going to come to pass. You don't have to go stick somebody's name in a freezer and have it sitting there uh, for them to uh, be bound to you so you can be in love and, and, and sticking it inside of there. So so And you don't have to burn papers and all that stuff for it to... You don't have to do all of that. It's going to happen. You don't, need, you don't need to try to control and manipulate when it comes from God. So I want to, so we're going to get into this. So, uh, I'm going to get into acts, uh, 16 and 16. It says, as we're going to the place of prayer, we met, we met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. All right. So basically the, uh, disciples, they were walking around you know, doing their regular ministry and all these things. And they met this, they, they saw this slave girl who was, who was, who had a, a spirit of divination, this, this spirit of divination. Yes. This person had a gift and she was able to see or whatever, but it was a spirit of divination. So she talked, she talked to them and they, and, and, uh, he recognized that this was a spirit of divination and he called it out and he rebuked her because he recognized that this was not the spirit of God. Anything that is associated with fortune telling, psychics, tarot reading, astrology, all these things are divination. These are not from God. These are not speaking from the voice of God, the true God. This is speaking from a moon, a sun, or something that is not of higher source. The moon and the sun is considered the universe. If God created the universe, the, the universe has no power over God. So you're speaking from a, 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 a something that is going to be constantly changing and it's constantly chance. It's not going to stay accurate. The sun moves around all the planets. It changes. It moves. It moves. It's never going to stay the same. It's not constant. So when we start to trust in something that is not constant, there's going to be a change in the shift and it's not going to be accurate. So we need to think about that. So prophetic is the same gifting. Psychics psychics also use the word prophetic or light workers. You'll hear the word light workers. Most people will assume 
they are light workers because they have a gift of, uh, of a spiritual gift. You know, they're able to see, they're able to feel, you know, you'll hear the word empath. I hear that a lot too with um, divination. Uh, you'll hear um, empath and all these, and you know, you, you hear it as well too, not even with divination, but you'll hear it even when you're talking, when they speak, people are speaking about narcissists, they'll say, you know, empath is drawn uh, more emotionally. You'll hear about this is similar to being introvert or extrovert. We hear these type of things, but we'll, we'll hear these type of things and we'll think, okay, this is us. Let's identify this. This Okay, this is me. Uh, I am a Christian, but I'm also this this person. You know, I'm also this light worker. I'm also this person. But no, this is this. These are all little deceptions to pull you in to this way of belief and these ways of, of theories. All right. So it says a prophet. So a prophet is a mouth, the God's mouthpiece. There are also false prophets, psychics, who speak from emotional emotion and divination. So a false prophet is considered a person that is that is uh, speaking the word of God or speaking, but they are not uh, necessarily um, coming from the voice of God. So they have many psychic pastors in the church that are that are preaching and that are pulling in for the congregations getting so much money because they have this gift they're using their gift in the form of divination uh in the church if you're sitting there paying for a tarot reading you're you're in you're in uh divination you're a false prophet <laughs> you're that's what you are you're a false prophet all right a false prophet is a person who is who who chooses to use their gifts it is a prophetic is a gift that comes from god period now you can use it for the world and you can use it for God. You can choose which one you want to be. You want to be a, a false prophet or you want to be uh, speaking from, from God because it just depends on what you do. It also depends on what you choose to use it with. All right. So it says many, uh, many pastors and prophets are speaking from divination, which makes them false prophets. You need to, you need to write that down in your notes. If you're writing notes, you need to write that down in me. Uh, pastors and prophets are speaking from divination which makes them false prophets you can also write tarot card readers psychics these are considered false prophets when we go where we're going into these different places in the world when we're going to get these you know crystals and all these things we're putting around our necks we are going to false prophets we're going to uh, divinators all these um what is it um uh parite uh uh, 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 what is it? Um, um, the the stone, the rose, the rose stone. All of these uh, stones that we're going to get to try to put off these bad energies and all this. All of this is divination. These stones y'all got in these houses with these little lights. All of this is divination. All of it. You know, that's, this is what we're doing. We're getting all these things that we're putting in. We're building these little shrines in our homes to try to feel like, you know, we, we're having a protection. If it says the blood of Jesus is your protection, you don't need all this other stuff. So we're building these shrines, and, and we don't realize that we're building all of these shrines. We're bringing all these different gods into our homes, and they're just sitting there, and they're dwelling in there. All people are not in divination. There is a difference on how you use your gift, but it's very tricky to discern because they both both use words, witches and, uh, you know, psychics, they use words like uh, pray, anoint, bless, 
they use these type of words, you know, praying, anoint, anoint your place. Uh, I anointed my home today. I bless my home. They use all of this terminology as well. So you have no idea. But you'll know because they even use the Bible. They use Bible scriptures. They're connected to money and manipulation. You most times you'll find these specific individuals. They go to church. They'll, you'll find them at the church buildings. They go to church, but when you go into their homes, it's a different story. You see all these different things in their homes, all this extra prosperity stuff they got hidden around, and you didn't know that you didn't. All these different books of all this, uh, you know, uh, magic and all these different spell books and everything, but you don't know because when you see them, you 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 say, okay, well they're doing the same thing I'm doing. They believe in the same God, but they don't. They're worshiping and intertwining with these different things, but you're not. You you don't see until you go into their atmosphere. And when you go into your, their atmosphere, you see, um, you see tarot cards and all these different things uh, laying around, or all these different things laying around that you had no idea that they were a part of. And so what happens is, you have to discern these type of things. You can only you can only dismantle the spirit of divination by discerning it. Everyone is not uh, just because they have a gift, just because they're posting on social media with a, a selfie or whatever. That is not divination. There's that's that's there's a difference between vanity. There's a difference between lust. There's a difference between divination. All of these diff- these are different spirits. Lust and vanity, that's another podcast. These are different things that you have to be aware of. Divination is is something that is is very tricky uh, to see. And if you want, um, there's a movie. Uh, I this movie I end up uh, watching this movie, come across this movie um, after uh, you know just after really God really teaching me really about this uh, this spirit and how it comes in. But there's a movie actually called Divination, and you can see it on uh, Pure Flix. Um, you can see the different the different um, spirit and the different gifts. You can also see there's another movie called The Sin Seer. If you want to see a movie, there's a movie called The Sin Seer. She had a uh, both of the girls had a gift, and um, they were sisters. And one of them used their gifts for um, a, more of a psychic, and the other one used her gifts. Uh, she had more of a gift she used to kind of uh, for God and in her in her workplace. So it talked about, it talked about this. That's a good movie just to see the spiritual side and you should watch Divination. It's really good. It shows, you know, the spiritual warfare of how it comes in and uh, really how it looks. So if you want to, you can take a note of that. You can watch those two movies on Pure Flix. That would really get, I think you can find it on Pure Flix or you can find it on Netflix. You have to really look for it, but it can really, uh, so it's Divination and the sincere so those really they really have really a breakdown of of how it looks okay so um divinators are connected to money and manipulation all right you want to write that and uh they their goal is to manipulate the things by chance control and prophecy and this is their main focus so they're trying to manipulate it by chance uh control and prophecy so manipulating time that's what uh, uh divinators do psychics witchcraft all of these different things they are to they're trying to manipulate time and 
by manipulating time they gain control and for a for a certain amount of time but it doesn't last and we're going to get into that in our next podcast of how um these things do not um last all right i'll actually uh, be getting into that um be getting into that all right so we are Okay, so another thing that uh, what happens in divination is um, there's to hear the voice of God. You have to really know the voice of God and you have to really know him to really know when he's speaking. Okay. Oftentimes a divinator, because you are, you might speak against it. It people might feel like, okay, how are you going to uh, speak against a voice of God that they're talking, they're saying that they're God too. They're saying thus in the, thus it says the Lord too. How do you, how do you, um, how can you say this is not God when they're saying they're God? Now this happened to me in the past and I didn't, I didn't understand what it was until God revealed to me that it was divination. And this is why it rejected the Holy Spirit rejected it because I, it was divination. But at that time, I was, you know, young, I didn't understand. But he revealed to me what this spirit was and why uh, that it was it was I was rejecting this. OK, does that make sense? So this is what it is. And, you know, and at this time, people were like, well, how how can you how can God's voice interrupt himself? Well, because it's div- this is divination. This is not God's voice. So the same re- the same way that the disciple uh, rebuked the um, the slave girl, it was the same way. If this was a slave girl, she's speaking. He he recognized. Hey, this is not. No, no, no. This is a this is a replica. This is not God. You're not speaking from God. You know. So it's the same. You have to be able to discern. Something else that I want to uh, reveal to you guys is the spirit of divination um, is also associated with numerology. You know, you'll see uh, people say numbers like 444, 777, 1111, all these different things that they feel like, you know, it's bringing them prosperity. Uh, Yes, um, God revealed to me that, um, you know, there's, there's biblical meanings for numbers as well. You know, you... Uh, three is perf- three um, as perfection. Uh, three is um, completion. You know, seven perfection. There's there's different things like that. Like the Bible has uh, numbers and they mean things too. But what the enemy did is he came in and tried to uh, manipulate those things to turn it into something else um, and a different form. He always comes to to give like a second. Um, you know, like a replica of what God tries to do and what God tries to use. So, yes, numbers have, do have spiritual meanings as well, biblical meanings, but the, the enemy tries to use these things always to glorify and put them above God, and this is his main uh, purpose, okay? So, this the voices, what happens is the voices emulate God, but are actually not him or accurate, they come from uh, Greek or ancestral spirits uh, that are still connected to seek to remain a part of us or welcome or they're welcomed in by traditions. All right. So um, a lot of things that get attached to us are welcomed in by kind of like different traditions or different things uh, we go into 
I was listening to this one girl's testimony and she said, you know, she used to go to psychics and it opened the door in her life to some other stuff. And um, I'll get into that later. But um, I, I, I also have a testimony of how God revealed uh, something to me when I was uh, a child and different things like that. So I want to talk to you guys about that. And um, it's important because what this does is this opens up a door and you have to be delivered from these things or they carry on and they follow you. Um, they follow you. All right. So how do you know a person is functioning in divination? How would you know? Like I said, you will know these uh, these type of people are connected to, um, uh, they are using their gifts. Like they're using their gifts. Like uh, let's say I'm charging you a thousand or two thousand dollars for me to give you like tell you something about your life. This is how you know this is divination, okay? Or if you go into a church and they're saying, there's 25 people in here that has $25. God showed me 25 people in here. You have a blessing with your name on it. It's $25. Come up here right now to get your... That is divination. That is not God. That's divination. And there was many times where I was I was uh, manipulated as well. And I'm going to talk about the situation uh, where I was manipulated at a church, um, and it was, it was a church, uh, so I was taken to visit, I was going to a specific church, but I was taken to visit this other church, and, um, it was like a conference or something I was going on, and, uh, you know, a pastor was there preaching, and, and, um, they said, there's 25 people here that, that has, uh, God has, and well, see, the person was saying things that was pertaining to my life, you know? So I thought, okay, if I sow a seed of $25, like this is going, you know, this is, this is me being young. I'm not really like understanding what divination is. Like, I'm not seeing what it is. This is just me kind of like, just, um, going to this, it was a big conference, you know, a big conference, all a bunch of churches were there. And so I go up and, you know, I get back and the person I visit with, she was like, you know, you, um, everybody, you know, you have to be careful. Like people just be talking, they just be saying stuff. And she was like, well, you'll see, you know, she was like, you'll learn. So I didn't know, you know? And so I'm thinking all this stuff was going to, and none of, none of it, none of it happened. You know, I'm thinking, okay, well maybe this is God calling me to, uh, even though the, the word was probably pertaining to me, it, I didn't need to pay for it. You know, I, I, I don't need to pay for to get a word that's pertain, pertaining to me or something that I, I shouldn't have to pay for something like that. So God revealed me to show and show me over time about these type of stuff, these type of things and how this is not his voice. And uh, there was one lady I remember I was going to a church and she told me that uh, the, the pastor saw that somebody was going to give, I guess, or, or prophesied that somebody was going to give $25,000. So the lady came to the church that I was going to, and she said that the, that the, the pastor locked, they locked the doors and would not let anyone out until they gave the $25,000. I thought it was ridiculous. So this lady had came to visit my church and she was telling, you know, our pastor that, this person can't literally had the nerve to lock the doors because they felt like somebody was supposed to give $25,000 to their church. What kind of stuff is this? 
this is divination. This is like, this is not God. And the, and the fact that we're opening churches and we're church buildings and we're doing this to the congregation, you know, where you, I'm going to get into the tithes, the offering, all of this stuff. Your tithes and your offerings should not be forced. You should not be condemned because you can't put money in a basket. This is this. If you're giving, if you're giving to, like I said again, and I always say it, I don't accept, I don't accept tithes, offerings, none of that. If people want to give an offering to me, you can leave it in a cash app. It's your choice. If you feel like God is asking you to bless my specific ministry, you will give in that way. I do not require any of it. I don't even talk about it. I don't say, hey, give your offerings or I don't do any of it give your 10% your 10% is to the storehouse the storehouse is the world your storehouse could be your your god might call you to give to that homeless person one month he might call you to give to the church building he might call you to give the pastor he might call you to pay your tithe you have to be led and ask god where is he a lot where is he telling you to put the money yes he might tell you to put your money in a church building to support the work and you know they have blessed you you're giving your offering to that's completely fine but if a person is, if you're feeling manipulated and pulled into giving money, this is not of God. You have to ask yourself what's going on. This is witchcraft in the church and this is manipulation. So what's happening is many churches are manipulating their congregation to give and to, to, to put money in and they're being judged and people are putting above because they're giving more money. They're being put above um you know the other person or you know pastors are taking them out to eat not taking nobody else out to eat but taking them out to eat because they gave the biggest tie this is becoming this is becoming absurd you know just like i said it absurd and i say that word all the time because that's what's happening in the church building this is what's happening in the systematic church we're turning everything into a, into a um into a, a buying place it's okay if if the pastor is selling his book you know, that's fine. This is a gift that God has given him to, to build and he's selling or whatever. This is his own personal ministry. But when you're using your gifts and you're charging people to come, you're charging people to come, uh, you know, I understand like a conference, but if you're charging people to like come to a Bible study, like you shouldn't be charging people to come to a Bible study. That, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be nothing. You're charging people to come to a Bible study should be free. So things like this is 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 what we're going to get into called selling doves. And I'm going to get into that um I'm going to get into that uh soon on this on this podcast. Okay? So we're moving forward. We're making good timing. So it says uh Acts 19 and 19. And the number of those who practice magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So you might say, I ain't, I'm not charging nobody. I'm just, I'm just doing like magic or whatever. I'm just, I'm just giving people little tarot card readings. I'm giving my friends tarot card readings for free. We just doing this stuff for free. We're not charging anybody. It says, and they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of, of, of silver. They put all their magic books together and burnt them together and saw how, saw all the money. Can you imagine giving every time and, and see I say this because if we really knew what was happening in the spirit, 
with what we're doing when we're going sit down and we're sitting down letting people read our cards every time you're sitting down letting somebody read your cards you're you're giving into it you're you're getting dipped you're giving into a transaction in exchange you're pulling from the prophetic you're pulling from the spiritual realm you're pulling from time you're trying to manipulate time and what you're doing you have depths that's constantly collecting to your name that's constantly collecting 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 dip 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 and then you find yourself you might not find you find you might find yourself gaining all everything at the same time like you're getting rich and prosperity but then you're gonna lose it all in another area i remember meeting this guy and uh he was a christian he told me how he came to christ and he said before he came to christ he was a trickster he was a a a professional gambler um in poker and he would go to vegas he said he would win he he they he said he had a quarter of a million dollars he would win a quarter of a million dollars and he knew he this is he had a gift he had a gift to know when somebody was bluffing and so he could tell who he can he can see he was able to see and he said he used his gift and he won so much money using his gift he said he collected up until up about a, tw- a quarter of a million dollars before he came to Christ and he said he ended up losing it all and that's right when he lost it all, that's when he came to Christ. He ended up losing it all because God took his gift away. And he could no longer see anymore. But he was he said how he was using his gift, the gift of gab. You hear people talk about the gift of gab and how they uh, they manipulate. You know, I saw some some uh, article. This lady was a, a porn star and she said she made this, this amount of money um, because she had the gift of gab and she had got people to the gift of gab gonna get you to lose everything you might be see what this is people don't realize you're you're even you know drug dealers you're you're ganging up all this money and you're losing it all i remember seeing this uh this guy and um he didn't know that i saw that he was a drug dealer and i said you find I, i just stopped i was walking somewhere and i said you're wondering why you keep why you keep uh ending up back at a again I said you you make all this money selling and you you find out why you can't why you keep going back to A. I said because you you don't know the the spiritual principles. I said you're engaging in, in sorcery. You're praying over this money trying to make it build and you're you don't understand. And he said, "Wow." And in that moment he gave his life to Christ. Because he was he was wonder he was sitting there on the corner and, and see he looked like a regular guy, but see I knew that he was he was getting ready to go sell some drugs. And he thought about it. And it's and, and I'm gonna tell you about another guy who's actually a Christian today. I saw him a, a few months ago on the uh probably like a year ago on the bus, and he was a, he looked like a whole different person. And I remember I was on the bus and I met him and I said, uh, excuse me, God told me to tell him. And he was on his way on a mission, some drugs, some other stuff. And I told him, I said, uh, I said, do you know God can give you everything you desire? I was about 19 at the time. I said, you you know, you you doing a lot of stuff 
and you on your way to do something that ain't right right now. And he stopped. He said, how did you know? I said, because the Lord told me when I got off the bus to stop here and talk to you. I said, I know you might not listen to what I'm going to say, but I want you to think about it. He said, you know, I was actually on my way to do something, but I think I'm going to turn around and go in another direction. I ended up seeing him a few months later. He was homeless, but he told me, he said, you know, I'm homeless. I don't have no money. He said, but I've been getting help from this church down the street. He said, but I feel so much better doing this than doing what I was doing before. And seeing him a year ago, he got a job. He don't even look like the same person he was. You can get all of this fast money quick. You know, women with these sugar daddies, you getting all their money from these men, credit cards, and, you know, they're taking you to buy all this Chanel and Gucci and all this stuff, and you're looking real, real expensive and fancy, but what you don't realize is you're selling your, you got all this debt, and you're selling yourself into this stuff. And what happens is you lose it all. You lose anything that you get from a, a, a source of, of, of manipulation or, or gab, You're, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. It's going to catch up with you. You're going to have to pay for it in return. You're, there's, a pri- there's a price that you have to pay for dealing with, with magic, with, with manipulation, with all of this stuff. There's a price that has to be paid. When you go to that 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 uh that sa- satanist and you you go to them or that sorcerer and you want you want them to to give you something or you want to get rid of somebody and you go sacrifice yourself, you know what you're doing? They 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 want to they want a price. They're gonna take something from you in return. They're going to take something from you in return. You're not gonna you're not going to get everything. It's going to come with a price. Some people might be willing to pay that price, but it's gonna you're gonna have to pay for it later. You can't steal and get caught and not expect to go to jail. You're gonna have to go sit in some and get some time done. So I'm gonna move forward. So it says money is affiliated with divination. That's important. It's a, it's a spiritual deposit of, of debt that occurs. There's a, there's a transaction and that's leaving you with debt when you, when you um, engage. When you're engaging in this type of exchange. Alright, so I'm going to talk about one of the disciples. He ended up, he was, before he was a disciple, he was a... Um, he was a magician, all right, before he came to Christ. He was, in a, he was a magician before that. And so it says, and this was in Acts, Acts 9, uh, verse, uh, not, Acts chapter 8, verse 9 through 13. It said, but there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed people in Samaria, saying that he himself, it says, he said that he himself was somebody great, they they all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest saying the this man is the power of god that is called great they was calling him god because he had all of these gifts and he was he was doing all of this stuff 
And it said, they paid attention uh, because for a long time he amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. So it says these people, uh, um, who was it? Um, Philip started to preach and talk about Jesus. And so these people started to believe on on the name of Jesus and they became baptized and they became delivered. So it says Simon, he was a a magician. He ended up following God after seeing that someone else was preaching God and the miracles of Jesus Christ. He was then too baptized and he began to also see the great miracles performed and he was amazed. This is important. So he was a magician, meaning he had all of these gifts. So he thought it was just him. He was like, okay, it's just me. I'm, I got these gifts. This is where it comes from. This comes from magic alone. So he started to see this disciple of that that spoke in the name of Jesus that started to do these miracles and these wonders and he said what I'm not even doing that so then he believed onto this and he even became baptized himself and he tra- he um reverted over to Christ so it says he saw that these miracles were performed in the name of Jesus Christ and not his own that's important so I want to tell you guys a story I I was uh when I was 18 I was um you know, I was still in the world. I believed in God, but I was in the world at this time. And um, I was, I basically, I would get paid to open up gigs and different things. So I was a, you know, I'm a performing artist and I'm getting paid as an entertainer. So I was, I went, I was um, at this comedy show and I opened up the comedy show. I, I used to dance like, you know, jazz burlesque dance before the, the, um, the um the show opened up that's what I would do I got invited to to open up uh, a show and, and I got paid so what happened was um during the performance after my performance I was in the crowd and you know watching the comedy show and uh this hypno guy was there and he was a guest there and so they asked for volunteers so I went up there as a volunteer. I knew it was I knew it was fake, but I went up there as a volunteer just to see. So we're all sitting in a chair and he starts to do his hypno stuff. And everyone else, he he was talking about something about, you know, bark uh balking like a chicken and all this stuff. So people started to balk like a chicken because it was a show and I wasn't I wasn't doing it. And so the 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 magician or hypno guy was looking at me like you know can you just play along and I was up there like no I'm not playing along (laughs) you know this stuff it it didn't affect me but it affects everybody else but it didn't affect me and I asked myself are these people playing or are they serious because it wasn't anything that that was really real to me I, I just couldn't be affected so after the his his act I went and I walked to the back and he came up to me and he started like he tried to shake my hand and you know he was wondering why it didn't uh, he was wondering like why it didn't affect me so he said you know well how did you and I said well you know it was okay I, I'm just that stuff just isn't like real to me you know not that it wasn't real to other people it just did not affect me in the way because I did not give myself or allow this type of this type of um teaching to uh I didn't give it uh, authority 
over me. And so he was very confused as to how it affected everyone else. And, and I, it didn't affect me because he saw probably, oh, where well, her eyes are open. You know, uh, this is not something that she is, she is, uh, you know, she's, she's, she can see this. She can see that this is not real. And so I was able to see the divination and the lie that he was presenting to this crowd and this pu- like a puppet like he like these were puppets and he was a puppet master and I wasn't I wasn't convinced by it you know so what I what I'm trying to say is you're going to see there are many situations where you're going to see what is true and you're going to see what is not true you know but it really takes discernment to really see what it is and it's and you have to know because you have a gift you can either use it for the world or you can use it for God I met this atheist um when I was 19 it was when I was the time when I started evangelizing as an evangelist and uh I remember getting ready to get on the bus and I was in front of the gallery and this atheist uh he he was standing there at the bus stop and he said whose ways are higher than God and I said no one's and he said oh you're you must be a Christian and I said well even in even in God's weakness he is strong nothing is above God and I told and he sat there and I said why don't you use your gifts for God and I got on the bus. I looked at him. I said, why don't you use your gifts for God? And I just got on the bus. And so I didn't think this guy was going to find me a year later. And so he had a gift. He had a gift in the area of numerology. He had this gift. And he was using this gift as a, he was a psychic. He said, he told me that he was a psychic. And so I said, why don't you use your gifts for God? And it, it stuck to him because he wasn't he 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 didn't think that I would say that this was a gift that could also be used for God. And so it triggered him. It triggered him and a year later the same man came running down the street. Literally, I was walking. I had just got back to Houston from living uh in Magnolia, Texas for 3 months and he recognized me. I didn't think he were going to he was going to recognize me, but he recognized me. And he said, hey, hey. And he was running down the street. I think he ran about four blocks. And I was walking fast because I was creeped out. And he said, he said, hey, are you that Christian woman? Hey. And I was I was walking fast. Like, who is this, you know, who is this man? I don't know who he is. He said, hey, I, rem- I, I don't know if you remember me. Are you that Christian woman? And I turned around. And it was it was the guy that I met a year ago prior to when I told him to use his gifts for God he came to me he said you know I thought about what you were saying (sighs) he was breathing because he was running he said I thought about you what you were saying the last time and uh I just wanted to tell you something I used to work in the church I used to be I used to be a deacon in the church and uh, I, I was I was a minister and, and, and I studied the word and I was so heavy in the word. And he said, but it was so much pressure for me. 
It was so much pressure and it was so many lies that was happening in the church. And and I I didn't I turned away from God because I didn't believe that there was so much lies and and things that people were doing in the church. And I didn't I didn't I didn't believe that. And I didn't want to be a part of Christianity anymore. And he said, so I left. And I said, do you know when you have a call over your life, it's going to follow you till the day that you die. You can run, you can run, you can hide, but you can't, you can run, but you can't hide. God is going to find you. He's going to pull you out. And even when you leave, he's going to continue to chase you because this is a call that was, that was destined from the foundations of the earth. And he said, ma'am, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. And right then and there, he got baptized with the Holy Spirit, gave his life to Christ, and he was he was made new again. And I saw him another year later. And he was listening to the Christian worship station on the on the um on his uh his um his i his uh, little iPad or whatever. Uh and I had to remind I had to uh remind uh see if he remembered me. And uh he did. You know? And he said, you know, I'm not religious. At first this is before he recognized who I was. He said, I'm not religious. So I gave him a little card. And he said, but I, I believe in Christ. And I said, I know you. You don't remember me? And he said, oh, you. And I ended up helping him get to where he needed to go. And we ended up talking again. But it was amazing. After three years, this guy, I met this guy three years prior to me seeing him the last time. And he was he was worshiping and he was so happy. And he had came back to God after all that time. And he thought about, he said, I thought about what you said when you said, why don't you use your gifts for God? He said, I used to use my gifts for God. I mean, that was powerful to me. The fact that, that he said that stuck with me to know that God was still waiting on him and didn't leave him. So I want to tell somebody on here, your gift, any gift that we have, if you are gifted with the gift of interpretation and you are spiritual, you can see, that is a beautiful thing to have. It's not saying that you are weird. It's not saying that you should hide it. But God has something higher for you to use it for. Yes, you know, medicine, uh, people think, people believe and trust in science and medicine, but God is the true healer. Yes, the healing comes from, the healing comes from God within you. But it's not to say, hey, you are God because you have this gift and you feel like, you know, you're God because you have this gift. It's beautiful to, to say you are one with God and you and God has chosen you to be a part of that journey with him. This is why many of us feel that we are 
God because we glorify ourselves as him because we feel like, oh, we have this gift. So I got to be God. I got to be this. You know, I, I tell people and I describe it like a superhero. Superman had a had a, a, a special mutation of like crypto kryptonite, I believe. And it made him, he was, he was part human. He was part this. This is what I look at when I see my gift and like the Holy Spirit. I I see it like that. He had, he had this power to do these things, but it, it didn't come from just him. Superman was a very spiritual movie. It, it, it talked, it showed me so much. It was a very spiritual movie and I really loved it because it showed me more and it revealed to me of how God is in my own life. So, be encouraged. Oftentimes, we think that, you know, when we have a gift, we have this gift that we're just, it's just us. You know, we're just superhuman. It just comes from us alone and we take the glory uh, for ourselves. And so that becomes the problem. And so, you know, I remember seeing this pastor on YouTube and, and I see a lot of them and, you know, this pastor was like going around blowing people and people were uh, falling on the ground and um, they were just like falling on the ground and crying and all this stuff. And God revealed to me, he said, that's the spirit of divination. He said, that's, uh the kundalini uh, spirit and he revealed that to me as well which is we're going to get into that uh, when I get into um, uh, week four which is also uh, similar to to the divination and it looks like the power of God but it is not the power of God it actually is a white looking snake which is uh, affiliated with yoga and the chakra so I'm going to get into that as well. And when I looked at the, the, the man, he actually looked like a snake. He was a snake. And God revealed to me, he said, this is not my, this is not my Holy Spirit, but this is, uh, this is what's performing in many churches. And many people are deceived and giving their money to these type of people that are, that are, that are moving in this, in this false uh, Holy Spirit. All right. So. I'm going to get into that in week four. That's when I'm going to get into So make sure if you're subscribed, make sure you listen to all of these, including week four, because you want, I'm going to t- break down all of these, uh, the spirits, the, the how to recognize the animals, the symbols uh, in the spirit, deliverance, what deliverance looks like, the, all of this stuff you're going to find out in week four. All right. So. When you are a pastor or when you're in a a level of ministry and you are not giving your glory to God, you open the door to divination. You open the door to people idolizing you and you open the door to divination in your life. Um, Even if you are um, um, not a leader or you're not a Christian, you are opening the door to divination in your life because you're feeling like you did you did this and you're idolizing yourself and this is divination telling people to plant seeds and that they have to pay for a certain amount of money for for them to preach um i heard of something uh this pastor was 
demanding that, you know, before she went to um, uh, preach that they needed to, they needed to uh, sow a seed of $50,000. It was something like that. And I could be wrong, but, you know, there's many cases of that, but they needed to sow this seed. That is divination. That is not God. I don't care how, how much gifting you have to blow on somebody and they're crying. This is not God telling somebody that they need to sow a seed of $50,000 for you to come preach at their church. No one should, to be honest, and I'm going to be straight up honest, I per- the systematic church the church has become become so systematic where we are are you know I don't even think uh I don't even think that you know pastors and ministers should be paid personally I don't think that it's it's it should be an obligation but I do know that this is a this is a, I, I do see that this is an occupation for them and um that they're working for the church full time so I do understand that you want to give them kind of a payment or whatever so I I completely understand that but I don't think it's re- I don't really think it's required I do think that you know if you're going into ministry it should be a voluntary thing and yes if you're giving uh somebody is preaching at your church you should give them you know a stipend or something you know to be able to have so that they can uh take care of themselves, especially if they're uh spending all of this time at your church and serving in your church but i don't think when it comes to a point where we're like demanding people to to pay a certain amount of amount of money to go preach at our church i mean that's ridiculous we shouldn't even even when it comes to like uh, you shouldn't really need a, pay, a paycheck to preach. Many, oftentimes when I went to preach or to travel, um, if I could pay or, or take care of my own expenses, I did. Um, and most times the, the people that were coming, uh, they actually uh, pay, you know, for a hotel or whatever. They tried to get me, um, you know, something there. I was I was in an extended stay or La Quinta Inn. You know, they couldn't at the time they couldn't they couldn't afford like a no five star or whatever. I was happy with the La Quinta, whatever I was at, because I was going to serve the Lord. And when I went there, I didn't expect them to give me a tighter gift. I didn't expect any of it. I didn't expect them to give me a certain um, uh, a meal plan or nothing like that. I went because I was serving the Lord. And what's happening nowadays is we're getting too tied up in ourselves. And we have to understand is if you need room and board to come as a speaker, that's fine. But it's not about that. You know, you personally don't have the power. It is the spirit of God that is moving through you. So you don't have any power going going to, to visit or preach. People are asking you to come yes they're get they're 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 um they're uh honored by your presence but you're not god and so so many times um you know ministers leaders or whoever we get tied up thinking like we're we're somebody but it's it's the spirit of god within us we are still servants that the lord is using and we have to remember that we have to remember to stay humble and if you're not if you're not going to do this for somebody else that's going that's going to come to your church or whatever then then don't expect it from somebody else you know we have to remain humble there's times where see it's different for when when someone has been um you know these motivational speakers and all this stuff and we're following all these big people and we see they're you know they're they're saying you know you should know your worth you need to get the money for what you do no that's that's god that's not god we understand that if it's a business, but right now these days, these churches are running like businesses and it's not pleasing to God. It's not pleasing to God at all. It's not, it's not. Because if you can't go to 
a goner and and sleep under and sleep in a in just a small room because you're getting ready to preach then you're not you're not ready for the gospel you're not ready for going on a higher level because because you're not humble this is why so many people are not really bringing the they're not being able to move in the fullness of god because they're so caught up in vanity and um how they look and what they need it's not about that i remember going to i went to a missionary conference um uh three years ago and uh i went to um it was it was uh st louis is the big missionary conference that they have um every year urbana and um um I, you know, they, they gave us food and everything there. And I have, I had a dietary restriction. So now, as you guys know, I have to be gluten-free. Uh, but then I was a pescatarian. Okay. So I went into the line of, um, I was not eating, uh, I was only eating fish. So I was not eating any meat. So my dietary restriction was basically like a vegetarian restriction at that time. So I was like pescatarian, just fish, vegetarian, no meat of other meat at that specific time. And so now I'm back on just uh, really fish and um, everything as well. So I had a dietary restriction because I I wasn't eating that other stuff. And I understand that. If you have a dietary restriction, also right now I don't drink, um, I, I only drink alkaline water right now. That's another dietary thing. So that's my water preference right now. Yes, purified water is um, okay, but I only drink alkaline water as for right now. I've already stocked up. Um, you know, I've already stocked up. And that's just something that is my new uh, dietary thing specifically for my autoimmune uh, disease, like what I have uh, for my condition. And everybody is different. Am I going to shun and look down on any other, like, uh, purified water? No, because it, it does. it's not going to affect me if I drink it. I just have my specific preference, you know? So, um because it's it's just my specific specific preference for my specific body but i do understand that in certain situations and conditions i do i might have to come come uh conform the best way i can and i'm not going to always have the resources that are able that are are for me okay so we have to understand that it is the spirit of god through us and it is not us and we have to remain humble in that time without the name of jesus behind you you can't do squat that's what we need to know. So without Jesus behind you and, and, and using that name of Jesus, when you pray, you can't do nothing. You don't have any power. That's what you need to understand. The, the magician knew that. He knew that. All these witches and different people knew that. You know, they could say all this stuff, but they still use they still use these scriptures and stuff. They have their shrines and they need some type of spiritual, somebody spiritual or, or high enough to be able to make these things come a work. Okay, and I'm gonna get into that uh in I'm going to get into that in, in week four. So make sure you uh get behind that. I'm gonna get into witchcraft, how it functions, how people have to use um you know, how a, a spirit day, how I'm going to get into that. So you don't want to miss that. All right. Uh, so this is, why do you think witches use the Bible? They use the Bible and scriptures. They use all this stuff too. All right. So selling does, I'm going to get into selling does, and we are going to complete this podcast. Uh, we're almost finished. So selling does, uh, mean does equal, means faith. All right. So it's like you're selling faith. So the Bible says that, um, 
only faith can please God. All right. Only faith can please God. Meaning if only faith can please God lately and, and we already see it. We've known it from the past. Everybody want to do their own little cheat sheet. They want to get see if they can uh, get on a higher level easy. You know, how can we come into higher thinking? How can we come the best? You know, how can we do this and do that? So they so they try to take these shortcuts, and you can't take you can't take a shortcut when you're when you especially, you know. Look, many are called and few are chosen. Many are called and few are chosen. God calls everyone to come higher in him. It don't matter who you are. God calls you. He calls you to come higher. And he, uh, Simon was a, ma- a magician. And then Simon ended up becoming, following Christ, and ended up becoming a disciple of Christ. This man was a magician. Being a, magi- a, magi- a magician didn't stop him from being called. He ended up going on to be one of following God this whole way through. And being one of the apostles, because he because he followed, and he Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. She ended up becoming a disciple, and then became one of the apostles. That they don't, but they don't, they don't name her in the Bible. But she was, she was a woman that followed God until that time. So God, all these different people, fishermen. All these people God pulled out, they were not big ministers in a in a church already. These was people that was that was doing low job low stuff, doing it in the streets and everything. But they were called. It's the it's the it's the level you're willing to go for God that's gonna that's gonna push you into the chosen. Being an apostle, see, see, people want we want titles, we want this or we want that. But we don't realize that everybody not willing to go that that. I'm an apostle, but I don't I don't I don't mention it if I say it if I if I do mention I it's it's if somebody asks you know I've had people to ask me what is you know they'll ask me or question me or God will show them and they'll they'll ask, but I don't I don't put it on my I don't put it on the title I don't say it. It's, it's, it's people want to glorify it all the time, but it ain't what you expect. You, it's some stuff. It's not what it, you people expect. It's not some easy little thing you just walk into. No, it, you can't just be cruising around thinking, oh, you're going to be comfortable. No, that's not what it is. This type of person moves in the five-fold ministry. That's what this is. These are two, these are two different things. Uh, a pastor and a these, apostle, these are two different things. These are not the same things. very you know it's a lot of responsibility and it's a lot and and when the it's it's so much it's a lot of pressure every apostle there's always a a prophet when apostle is is going through i talked about that in the last podcast it's going through a fall or something that's going god sends a, a prophet he sends them he might raise them up. They might be in your church. They might be on your dance team. You don't know where they at. <laughs> All of a sudden, they they show themselves, and 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 you in a tiffy. You don't know what's going on. Why things ain't working? And then God will send that person and tell you, 
everything that you that you praying to God for or you asking for you just never know what God is doing so it says you cannot sell faith and get away from it you cannot cheat God so you can't sell faith you can't sell like say okay you know what by your faith and if you pay this and and you do this this is going to happen for you you're going to be safe you're not going to be judged by God if you give me a two thousand dollar check or you're going to be safe nothing is going to happen to you no that is not how it works everyone will face judgment for everything they do you are accountable no one is safe I don't care how much money you gave Johnny Gypsy, Junie, it doesn't matter. You are not safe. That's important. And so the reason why Jesus flipped over the tables in the Bible and he was so angry because these these they were selling they were selling um they were selling doves. They were selling the doves represents the Holy Spirit. They were selling the Holy Spirit. This was not of God. They were selling the Holy Spirit. Churches are in here saying $25, $35, $50. Anybody wants $60, $70, $100, $100. There you have it. It's like a it's like a circus in the church in the church buildings. In the systematic church, it, it has become a circus and a and the money changers. The money changers was not pleasing to God. They started to sell sacrifices in the doves, which distracted people from going to God themselves. They started to take the glory. Anytime you're, you're taking the glory of God, you're distracting people from seeing God for themselves. When I, when I, imagine me walking around saying, I'm God. Come to me. I'm God. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you all this stuff. I can't tell you nothing. I can't tell you nothing that God didn't tell me first. But see, a divinator and astrologist and all these people, they're, gonna, they're not going to tell you that. They're going to make you feel like they're God. The pastor is going to make you feel like they're God. And if a pastor does not correct you and say, don't glorify me, then this, you, you woe to that person. If you find yourself glorifying somebody or putting them first, you have to understand that this person is not God. This person is a vessel that is used from God. They will fail you. Most times when you are putting something above God, he will use it to reject you. He will use that same thing that you are putting before him. He will use it to reject you in some type of way. Any idols. You start putting a man or a relationship before you, you start stuff start happening. Because God said, I, I don't want you to idolize him. That's not God. I don't want you idolizing her as a goddess. She's not God. I'm your God. And if you start idolizing this person, when they're led astray, you're going to be led astray too because you're not going to be able to see. Many times God rejects and he does this to get you to depend on him. See, a lot of people want you want to go on this higher level, but you don't know how to depend on God completely. A person in a higher level in this in this fivefold apostle, whatever, they have to hear directly. They got a prophet can't go into land going getting ready to go tell a king something and he listening and mingling around with his friends, listening to what they gotta say. This is serious. If he says something the wrong that comes out of his mouth, he can fall out and die for saying the wrong stuff. This is not a game. So for, uh, before you go trying to put some cars out, trying to tell people about what they life and who doing this and that, you better think of the depth. You better think of the judgment that's happening to you in the spirit. 
some people are in situations because you're being judged sometimes you're not being judged sometimes God just allows you to go through it you have to know when this is this is not of God this is a a curse you have to know when you're being judged by God and you have to know when God is allowing things these are all different things you have to know when you're just being tested by life and this is to to grow your faith you're going through homelessness because it's a this is to grow your faith you got to know when you just going through some stuff and you keep bouncing around because you're being judged because because a lot of stuff y'all doing you praying curses on on people and doing these hexes on people in secret and you find out why you can't get two dollars and your life's always off You're paying back all the debt that you didn't put in because you try you think that you controlling and manipulating people and you and you getting judged. Everything, everything that's happening to you ain't ain't somebody else's fault. Everything that's happening to you is not because you did something wrong. Y'all got to understand that. So I remember going to this, um, I remember going to this, this church and, uh, you know, I was listening, I was invited to this, I get, I get invited to a lot of churches, I was invited to this other church and, um, the message was, 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 uh, so the guy was preaching on a, um, he was preaching on a, a projector which is okay. Now, I believe people should really people should, you know, if if you're if you're preaching a preaching on projector is good, but if you're sometimes if especially if you're preaching multiple services, you have to be aware because God might be God might be speaking something else in that specific service and you want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes you know, I noticed that pastors have scripts that they read from. They read from scripts. It's okay to read from a script, but you have to be, you have to know when God is telling you to switch it up and going into a different direction. Cause he might switch it up on you. You thinking, oh, I'm preaching about this on Sunday. He might switch it up and get you to go into another direction. And if you're not going into that other direction, the enemy comes and steals the message and defeats the whole purpose of why you were up there in the first place. So you have to be very careful of that. So I remember going to this church and this pastor was preaching and it, the message was great, very encouraging. And all of a sudden he started talking about that he wanted 400 uh, people to sow a seed and uh, a $40 to, to give to their church because they were looking for a new church building. And it completely distracted me from the complete it, it the enemy stole his whole message of the whole sermon what the whole sermon was about the 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 sermon went from one thing and then ended up going to I need money for my church building and all I heard was panhandling and God revealed to me that he was worried about money and he was worried about the need of the church building and he wasn't trusting in God so he started now asking for money and the whole message was defeated and I said, God, you know, what are you trying to say? He said, I'm trying to show you how the enemy will come and intercept the purpose and come to steal my Holy Spirit. 
just like these money changers were coming to deceive and distract the, the, the people from going to God themselves. They were pulling and saying, hey, buy this, get this, get this. This is going to, and so it distract what it distract the main purpose of what it was supposed to be about going going to God with your sacrifices going to him with your with your offering with your problem that's what it was supposed to be about but it was distracted because he was focusing on getting money for his new church building. So we have to think about this, people. We have to think about what we are allowing ourselves to be distracted by. And we have to recognize the true voice of God versus the divination, the spirit of divination in our lives, in our church. Sometimes we got to be careful when the enemy is speaking through us. When we're bringing in all these different traditions and all these different ways of thinking, we're pulling in, we're trying to talk and we think we we doing stuff and we're trying to connect to, to somebody around us that might be a little bit spiritual or whatever, they can see stuff. And we, we're not speaking from God. We're leading people astray. And every time we're leading somebody astray, we are causing, we're putting depth on our lives and on ourselves. So I want to go ahead and pray out. If you are a pastor or, or a minister or whoever, bishop, whatever, and you are in this situation and you are uh, experiencing, you say, okay, you know what? I've been in this situation. I I am a guilty of this. I might be a victim of this. I want you to to just repent right now and say, you know, God forgive me that this was me. And and I want to be delivered from this. If you are someone who is in tarot readings and you're doing this for a living and you've been giving these people these false prophecies and words and all this stuff and, and they life in shambles and and you they coming back to you telling you ain't nothing happened and you don't know why it's not happening. It's not happening because you're not God and you're, the voices and the visions you sing is not true. And if you want to repent and turn away, you have a chance right now for you to start over and allow God to cleanse and and free you from this spirit of divination. If you have been affected by the spirit of divination and you have allowed it to come into your life and be one with you and you need deliverance, this is the time for you to get deliverance in this area and be free from this. If you are constantly trying to manipulate things, using old you know spell books and different things to intertwine and try to figure things out because you don't know what's happening sometimes God doesn't want you to know what's happening you're trying to figure out the future and you're not going to see it if you are seeking deliverance in this time this is your time for deliverance this is your time for deliverance 
want to go ahead and pray for you all. Just lift your hands up where you are. If you are something else, if you are a, you have a prophetic a gift, and you are uh, you want to use this genuinely use this gift for God, and you are struggling in the area of of horoscopes and all these different things and intertwining them, I want to pray for you that you are free from this that you are free from this 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 um this these horoscopes and astrology that has been de- and stuck to you and and it's causing you to to see all this stuff and you can't see it and your your gift is blurred I want to pray for you I want to pray for for you if if you uh are God is pushing you into the gift of of a prophetic and you're being a fault in this area you're having tormenting dreams because you you have this gift I want to pray for you so I want you to lift your hands and everyone else on this call I want to pray for you as well lift your hands up dear Heavenly Father we come to you today God God I speak deliverance over anyone over this call right now God I speak to deliverance right now in the name of Jesus I come against the spirit of divination right now in the name of Jesus God the spirit of divination has come to steal and kill the true purpose of God and the true purpose of your Holy Spirit I come against it right now and I cast it down to the pits of hell Lord I pray everybody on this call right now any person right now delivered right now in the name of Jesus any spirit of divination right now in the name of Jesus you come out in the name of Jesus and I send you back to the pits of hell you have no authority you have no authority right now any person that is trying to come and give their life and and have been stuck to the ways and the witchcraft and that has sold their self I come against it in the name of Jesus Lord I pray that they are free Lord, I baptize anybody that is over this call in the name of Jesus give them the gifts of the spirit right now Lord Give them a gift of discernment to be able to see the wiles of the enemy and not bring it into their ministry and not uh, allow it to stay into their life, Lord. God, I pray that they are free right now. They are free in the name of Jesus. I thank you guys so much for coming on this call. Please do not, if this is, is you and you are seeing that you saw that this is a pattern, you want to be free from it, don't feel bad. Understand that uh, the, the enemy comes to trickle and bring these things into into you to stop you, especially if you have a prophetic gifting, a gift of discernment, meaning you can you can see God is giving you word of knowledge. This is going to be an attack that is going to always follow, try to follow you and come against you uh, because of the gifting that you have. So please do not feel bad about that. Don't feel bad about that. This is this is something that is going to try to come and stop and seat in uh, to try to stop those people so that you are not able to 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 speak the, the, the words of God. Even if you speak things, it's not that they won't come to pass, but they will be um, compromised. And the Lord wants you to move in the fullness of him without uh, being compromised. And you cannot have the fullness of God and, and, and have both sides. You can't do it. You have to choose sides. You can't have one side and do the other side. It's not going to work. You have to give 100% into what you're trying to do. So many people seek and wonder, how can I get the power of God 
you can't have the power of God and use and use it for tarot readings and all this other stuff. It's still going to be warped. It's not going to work. You can't cheat and try to have the power of God. You can't get somebody to pray over you and think they're going to implant a prayer and you're going to be this this superhero. That's not how it works. And you're going it's going to be cursed and it's not going to work. God sees your heart. You can't hide from from the Lord. He sees he sees what you're using your gifts for. He can see it. It's not about who if I can see or someone else can see it. God can see it and it's not going to work because there is a spiritual uh, principle that has to be followed. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure you are you continue on uh, to week three. We're going to be uh, going into um, week three, which is a very powerful message in week three. So make sure you're subscribed, share and like. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Make sure you leave, also leave me a voicemail. Email me at Deborah.Rodriguez. Uh, travel at gmail.com and I will uh, answer any questions that you guys might have okay I love you guys so much and be blessed